0: There are a lot of movies out there. More and more are coming every single day. And as of this episode for the bloodstream I have looked at 25 of them. That's right. It's time for the 25th episode extravaganza of the blood dream. Welcome aboard, streamers, to the 25th episode of The Bloodstream. I am your host, Jason Gray, and this week, I am taking a look at a movie called Alien Blood. Haven't heard of it, but let's be honest. How many of the movies so far have you heard of? I was trying to think of something I could do for episode 25. I don't really have anything too special planned. I mean, anniversaries are ultimately meaningless. But if I could come up with something easy to do, why not? My friend Bev suggested, well, why don't you do something with blood in the title? And quite frankly, that's how I came up with the very first episode of the Bloodstream, Blood Demon Rising. So I took another look at Amazon to see what I could find this time around. I found a few good candidates, and then I stumbled across this movie, Alien Blood. And just to give you a taste of what's to come, I'm going to read the description. Because that pretty much says everything for why I decided to do this movie as pregnant Helene and her young daughter Monique travel through rural England. They are pursued by sharpshooter Jouvet and his band of white-masked assassins. Desperate, Helene and Monique break into a house of randy vampires. But Jouvet is closing in, and it is only a matter of time before Helene is forced to kill again and again to defend her child. What does any of that have to do with aliens?! And on top of that, I saw the movie poster, DVD cover, whatever for the movie, and it just has these amazing CGI aliens screaming. And then I watched the trailer. And now you're going to watch the trailer.
1: It's a woman. She's pregnant. She has no food. Time running out. Vous allez tous She says we're all going to die. Do not try that with me again. It's a party. <coughs> Mama,
0: You too, pal. But wow, what a trailer. It, it's like, from that description and that trailer, it sounds like the movie has seven different plots. None of them make sense. The audio of that trailer only scratches the surface. But don't worry, I'm going to get into all the fun details with this as I go along. Buckle up. We're in for a long, bumpy ride, Dreamers. The movie opens up in the middle of nowhere, made even more nowhere by all the fog surrounding everything. And we see a woman carrying a child up to the middle of nowhere's rocky outcroppings, where she decides to stop and shout at the fog. So of course that's when a portal opens and a spaceship appears, already starting off with high levels of what the fuck. From there, it makes the most natural sense for the woman to wake up, so I guess that was all a dream? It's never really clarified, but since we don't really have context for what was going on there, She wakes up, she's completely dressed, including wearing sunglasses. I'm blaming the Matrix for so much of the wrong in this movie. Oh, and there's also a handy text card that pops up to let everyone know that it is the last day of the 20th century. So when does the crashing moon come into play here? It also handily lets us know it's 8.05am. Text cards will pop up repeatedly during this movie to let you know how much time has passed. And let me tell you. Every time it pops up, it feels exactly as long as they said it's been. Everything I'm about to describe to you takes place in the span of a day. And since this is kicking off at 8.05, that's about 16 hours, give or take, until midnight. A man knocks on the door bringing them breakfast, and she proceeds to kick his ass. With the very obviously light and flimsy metal breakfast tray that he's carrying the food on. Was any of this really necessary? The poor guy just bringing breakfast, and he's getting his ass kicked. Just take the food, wait a few minutes, and then walk out like a normal person. I suppose in retrospect this could be one of Jouvet's goons coming after her, but you know what would have been nice? If they had established such a thing. Give him a weapon, do something. The waiter hilariously tries to fight back, and the fight choreography is laughable at best, but I've actually seen worse, so, you know. And I swear, the fight sound effects are straight out of a video game. I'm pretty sure it's right out of Legacy of Kane from the Nintendo. Oh, and once all that's done, we find out there's a kid in the other bed in the room. It's the same kid that appeared dead in whatever the opening scene was. And I know what the confusion is here. Having the time card pop up makes it seem like we're flashing back. You show a scene of some tragedy, then you say, and now it's 8.05. Well, that makes it seem like a flashback, right? Or they're setting up something in the future and then coming back to show how we got there. You know what I mean. But now I kind of see that's probably just a dream she had. But you can understand my confusion. After the credits, yeah, we're only at the credits so far, folks. We see some authorities checking out the crime scene and they're wearing sunglasses too. Why is everyone in this movie wearing sunglasses? Fuck you, Matrix. We then watch Helene and Monique, because I am not playing the game of who are these people until they actually say their names, an hour into this movie, so it's Helene and Monique, you know that already. They wander off into the woods, and they do absolutely nothing for a very long time. The pregnant woman stands in front of a waterfall doing some sort of kata routine, while the kid sits next to the waterfall watching her from afar. What is this, an Enya video all of a sudden? And you might think I'm joking, but the music they're playing is very enya light. We get more random images as Helene does her routine, Stuff like flames and spiders, and some random guy also wearing sunglasses, because why not? And it is now 11.15 a.m. And let me tell you, yeah, it really does feel like it took three whole hours to get here. Note, the stuff I'm going to be talking about for a little while here is based on my rough notes from my first time watching the movie, and I had no idea what's going on. But I really love how it plays out, and where it goes, so I'm going to leave it. And you can enjoy my confusion. In that time cut, the duo changed clothes at least. But Helene is still wearing sunglasses. Different ones, but still. Oh, and if you're noticing a scarcity of clips so far, that's because absolutely no one is talking. It's been ten whole minutes, and the only word of dialogue has been Breakfast! and a little bit of background police radio chatter. Do something! Say something! The pair are suddenly randomly at a farm because why not, it makes as much sense as anything else at this point. The farmer at least has a few lines of dialogue about his horses. They check out a horse, and the farmer grabs the woman's ass. So she flips him over, complete with a tiger roar. Respect. Wait, 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 wait. So now we're back in the woods all of a sudden, and she's back in the black jacket and outfit, But, now we're back with the horse and the other clothes. This is either spectacularly bad continuity, or spectacularly bad jump cuts to flashbacks. It keeps cutting back and forth between these two... ...times? Thoughts? Are these even the same people? A little bit of clarity, that's all I want! (gasps) Oh, oh good! While Helene is busy staring off into the late Enya video in the woods, the 90s fashion disaster and her kid come riding up on the horse. So they are two separate groups. In my defense, these people look a lot alike. And with no dialogue, no names, no context for what's going on, again, you can understand my confusion. I mean, really, you know what would clarify so much about this movie? Actual fucking dialogue. But phew, now that four, count them, four actual people are at this cave. I'm sure we'll get some discussions going. <laughs> Foolish, Jason. Have some more random images of water and fire. Enjoy your Enya music video. M- wait. What? No. The two that rode up on the horse. They show up, touch the pregnant woman's belly, and just ride back the fuck off. What the fuck? That was the whole point of this. But at least that leads to something happening, because as they're riding off on Shadowfax, people in white masks show up and start sniping them from the woods, and the two 90s fashion disasters run off into the forest. Whoa, hey, and not cool moment of the movie! The other woman flips over one of the guys coming after them, and he rolls right at the camera, and we go right into his crotch. Meanwhile, the kid actually starts fighting back doing some crazy jump kicks, and actually manages to take these people out, doing some wild ninja moves. But this brief moment of action comes to an end when one of the guys coming after them gets off a few lucky shots and kills the little ninja. Helene and Monique fade in just so they can stand there and watch as the other woman picks up her dead kid and shouts into the sky, just like we saw at the start of the movie in the dream flash forward whatever that was. And she is suddenly a very, very bad, very dodgy CGI alien. I am talking early 1990s video game bad CGI. But hey, an alien finally shows up in the movie. So I guess that means the four of them are all aliens. So there's something. So after what passes for an action scene is done with, it's back to wandering through an Enya video as Helene and Monique march off into the woods while the men in white masks show up to check out the murder scene. And it is now 2.25pm. But at least we get someone talking at this point as we get to meet Juvet and he addresses the people with him. And fuck it, I've been waiting for dialogue so long, here's a clip.
1: You all know me. And you know my reputation. You know that this project is my responsibility. Right then. Michael Jouvet. The man who tread on 10,000 skulls to get where he is. Well, where am I today? Standing in the middle of nowhere. Time running out. Surrounded by expensively trained smart assed pricks who can't even collect a piece of merchandise without fucking it up! What's the problem, gentlemen? Is she moving too fast for you? It's a woman! She's pregnant. She has no food. No help. No money. And because of the fuel curfew, she can't even get her hands on a fucking car! we are each part of a whole, each man molded around a central core, each part delivering its part. That's the way that it works. But what do we do if we find that part of it is bad? We cut it out.
0: Okay, first of all, do we really need all the farting and sneezing and coughing? It really undercuts the guy's speech. So quite frankly, I can't blame him for shooting a guy in the face. And B, Juvet is slicing up an apple. Then he pulls out a gun to threaten the apple. You've already got it at knife point, dude. And oh, Lordy, this guy's wearing a big old cross. He says we're running out of time with the year 2000 approaching. I am getting a sinking feeling that the pregnant woman is a modern day alien Mary and she's going to be giving birth to the next Jesus. And for some reason, Jouvet's group wants to stop this. We're not really told why. With the cross, is he a member of the church that wants to stop it because they don't want an actual Jesus Christ figure coming back and telling them they're doing it wrong? Is he just an alien hunter? This movie doesn't explain anything. Helene and Monique continue wandering through the woods and come across a fire juggler because... Why not? And Juvet comes along and shoots the guy all of a sudden. What even was the point of any of that? Or was it just, while filming someone said, Dude, I got a friend who's a juggler, let's have him come on set and do a few things and then we'll kill him, it'll be a thing. The two aliens on the run come across a cabin in the woods and we cut the inside where there are two completely naked women and suddenly this movie is porn. I'm Troy McClure and I'll leave you with what we all came here to see, hardcore nudity. What even is this movie? It's a trip down Random Lane to Coincidence Boulevard. This scene with the two women in the cabin is the most pornographic version of people putting on clothes I've ever seen. And once they're dressed, it leads to sex. Why not? The only upside so far to the cabin of porn is that there's actual dialogue. And for some reason, bagpipes. She's going to be the last one before the new millennium. Hey, you never know even get pregnant
1: I could end up conceiving a child on the eve of the 21st century so <laughs> <laughs> century or not things are going to be exactly the same for us as they've always been we only do things when you want to never mind what I want give it a rest (laughs) I'll tell you if I could get hold of him right now I would ram those bagpipes down his bloody throat oh I don't know I think they sound rather nice hmm well we know you like him in his kilt we've all seen you looking yes and Men look at women all the time. Oh, hadn't you noticed? Mm, brilliant. So now the women are chasing anything in the
0: skirt. Okay, that's actually kind of a funny line. And there's a bit of another funny moment when the men in masks show up and shoot the bagpipe player. And now it's 7.35 p.m. Ooh, a bigger jump this time. But back inside the cabin, we meet another of the people in there. And... Oh, What? Someone just called him Dracula. They're implying that this guy is Dracula. And he looks right at the camera. No! 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 Fuck this movie! You got vampires in my alien movie. You got aliens in my vampire movie. And neither of them have plot! The plot of this movie, such as it was, just ground to a complete halt so we could spend time with vampire pornography. Normally, I would not complain about vampire pornography, but in such an instance where it completely overtakes an unrelated plot, that kind of makes me mad. And since I'm already frustrated from the previous half hour of this movie, the funny thing is, since there wasn't much plot to begin with, there's actually more plot in the derailment because of dialogue and things happening. And the other people in the cabin actually address Dracula as James. Is that his full name, Mr. James Dracula? Every character previously in this movie is completely shuffled off so we can spend all this time with the vampires. We literally spend almost 20 minutes with no one but the vampire club just to have Sunglasses mama finally bust in and shoot Dracula. Why, I don't know. He's on third and now it's 10.25 PM. Funnily enough, because this ends up with Sunglasses mama holding all the vampires at gunpoint, this again grinds the plot to a dead halt. Like I said, the vampires had more plot, it's not their movie, Sunglasses mama got so upset by this she butt in and grabs the movie back, and once again we're doing nothing. We're now 47 minutes into this movie, and the lead character finally speaks. <laughs>
1: Vicky Yes. That's French, isn't it? She's speaking French. Yes. Come over here. Very slowly. Translate. We must find out what all this is about. Is there anything that we can do to help you? Ask her in French. Pouvons nous vous aider? Vous allez tous mourir.
0: She says we're all going to die.
1: Why are we all going to die? Are you going to kill us? Just ask her outright what she wants for Christ's sake. Shut up, Tom. Ici, vous êtes en danger. danger terrible. She says we're all in danger. Not from you, I don't think. No. From whom, then? cause des hommes qui me poursuivent des hommes qui peuvent tuer mon enfant she says there are men after her kid vous avez des armes
0: weapons do we have any weapons
1: no we cannot eat that It would kill us
0: so she sits there Tells them they're all in danger, which is reasonable because Jouvet and his math men are coming down the hill. But everyone implies that they're not in danger from Helene, aside from the minor fact that she busted in and shot Dracula on sight. Which I shouldn't be complaining about because he's Dracula, but why? None of this makes any sense. And wait wait wait, just a second. Let me rewind here because an important detail I breathed right past without even addressing. Apparently the aliens are French? What? Where are you people from? France. We come from France. But then, she starts speaking English very well, I must say. So why did we have to go through all the trouble of not saying anything, having trouble translating, and Also, that bit about the food they can't eat because it would kill them. I couldn't tell what it was because it went by so fast, and the quality is not great on this video. It never comes up again. So why even mention a food that can kill the aliens? It's like someone just walked through the set with a plot point in their hand, tripped, and then dropped it, completely. The men in white masks finally show up to get the plot ended. They begin shooting things, and Helene, thanks for giving us a name to the character 30 minutes before the movie ends, she defends the place more or less on her lonesome in a bloody massacre.
1: For a few seconds, this place was Armageddon.
0: Uh, There was a firefight! The vampire people do get a hold of a few weapons and do take out a few people, but largely it's Matrix Sunglasses' mama that does most of the hard lifting. Culminating in, I shit you not, her headbutting a person to death. Not in a repeated fashion like she keeps doing it until she crushes the skull, it's a one-hit headbutt that kills a guy. And it is now (laughs) 11.40pm. And oh god, I feel every single hour of this movie. Helene heads back inside, and everyone tries to process everything going on, and I am right there with you people. And she rips something out of her side that I hope is not the baby. I don't think it was, considering what happens later in the movie. But I really don't know what's going on here. And this is the point where the ladies get out of their fancy gowns and grab some weapons so they can join in on the defense and we basically get ready for the siege of the vampire sex cabin by the invading men in white masks. Let that sentence wash over you for a second. Tom, one of the vampires, rushes outside because he has had enough of this shit. So I can't blame him. He runs straight into Jouvet, and Michael calls him Little Brother. That is the bigot, fuck you, of a coincidence. Since Charles Dickens. How does that happen? How does that have zero setup and... Why and Rattlebuck- uh,
1: Fuck all this.
0: Despite all the aliens and vampires' best efforts, the men in white masks have numbers, and they eventually start overtaking and breaching the doors. The first guy coming through comes face to face with Monique, drops his gun, and starts shaking violently. So now the aliens have brain powers all of a sudden, which would've come in handy at any point during the last hour. And through the amount of time this guy spent twitching for the camera, it disappointingly does not end in a scanner's. But he does bleed profusely from every hole in his face as his innards are melted, so there's that. But the clock strikes midnight, so happy new year, everyone! After flinging his cannon fodder at the cabin for the last half hour, Jouvet finally decides to get involved himself. But that's when he realizes midnight has struck, and the sky opens up and a UFO comes through. The craft starts shooting at everyone outside, while Jouvet heads inside so he can deal with Helene. And thank fuck this is almost over. But before it is, we get to sit around and watch a lot of lasers firing down at all the people. But that confrontation this whole movie has been building towards between Michael and Helene, it pretty much boils down to he comes inside and he shoots her. While she dies, two other women beam in behind Jouvet and end up making him shoot himself in the face with his gun because they decided last minute the aliens have mind control powers. So Helene dies, and Monique goes off with the two random women who beamed in, in a puff of plot. But before Helene can kick off this mortal coil, she makes a gesture to her belly, and one of the vampire women gives a knowing nod. So I guess the baby is still going to be born and raised by vampire women. I don't know! I have so many questions! The movie culminates in a quick montage of the baby growing up, and that's it! Sometimes the family is an alien baby and her four vampire moms. Future is always a mystery, a past a puzzle. We never found out the whole history of Helen and Monique. We are left to wonder. the example of this new mysterious child will have to be enough. For in this chaotic and savage world, if we cannot put our faith in our children, wherever they may come from, then what can we put our faith in? Oh fuck you. You do not get to end your bullshit movie with a have faith in the children, they're the future message. You did not earn that, not one bit. Wow, what a trip that was, huh? I will say this, it's competently made. It's got a little bit of style to it. It's just, it's all over the place. Goes nowhere slowly and never gets anywhere because of that. The plot is just a random collection of random shit happening randomly while trying to be deep in the end, punctuated with action scenes and vampire sex. I postulated earlier on that maybe they were going to be going for a Christ allegory, and they kept pushing all this Apple imagery. And man, they should have pushed harder, because the movie really could have used it, and it would have elevated this confusing mess of a movie if it just had some sort of metaphor that it could have hung its hat on. And I wasn't kidding back there. I have so many questions. Who are the men in masks and Michael? What were they doing? Who were they working for? Why were they after sunglasses, mama, and the brainchild? I mean, okay, sure, aliens, but why? Why do they have a mat on for aliens? You can't just say, we're going after them because they're aliens. Reasons, motive, that is what this movie is lacking completely all the way through it. Motive, no one has any motivation or agency whatsoever. Just, who was Michael and his group? They are literally nothing more than a faceless group going after them. Why was there this time limit they kept talking about? Why did they have to stop them before the New Year came in? I get the significance of what the New Year is, but what does it mean with the movie and the aliens? Okay, at the New Year, the alien UFO shows up, but why? I still want to ask what was up with the opening scene, although by now I'm kind of okay with it being a nightmare, but again, not explained. This movie is so strange. It's such a blender of everything. It is almost worth watching almost worth watching for the train wreck effect alone and then you gotta go share it with friends because no one's going to believe this movie exists i've seen this movie and i don't believe it exists that that was apparently alien blood and this has been episode 25 of the bloodstream and boy did i pick a doozy if you've enjoyed this episode you can find more on itunes just search for the bloodstream we're the podcast that doesn't have anything to do with medicine While you're there, please subscribe, like, and review the show. It's a big help and much appreciated. We've got a Facebook group where I keep everyone updated on what's going on with the show, and it's always open for discussion about whatever, really. You can find us on Tumblr at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. If you've got any questions, suggestions for the show, or movies you'd like me to take a look at in future episodes, you can send a message at any of those places, or you can send me an email directly at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. That's phoenix with an F. You've survived episode 25 of The Bloodstream, so take care, and keep streaming.
1: I'm from France.